Welcome to the Catapulting Commission's podcast. This is the place where we discuss how to maximize performance and improve retention with today's modern sales force. Every conversation on the show has one goal in mind, and that is to catapult your commission. I'm your host, Anthony Garcia, international best-selling author, motivational speaker, and a lifelong sales enthusiast. Be sure to join me every week as we interview sales leaders and entrepreneurs from around the world. We will discuss best practices and ensure that you leave motivated and inspired to take action. Now, let's enjoy today's episode. Catapulta Commissions family, what's up team? Welcome back to this week's episode of the Catapulta Commissions podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Garcia. So, I am loving the direction of the show. And if you are new to the show, if this is your first time coming in, be sure to click that subscribe button. We are headed on, I believe, over 150, 160 episodes to date, going on our third year. So please get connected with the Catapulta Commissions family. We continuously bring top-tier guests to the show. Today's guest fits in line with the roster of amazing guests who've blessed our show. Kay Miller is an expert on uncopyable sales. Now, let me tell you a little bit about Kay. She has been a top sales performer ever since, let's just be realistic, ever since she started getting into the sales game. And she now speaks and consults. She's the author of the new book, Uncopyable Sales Secrets, How to Create an Unfair Advantage and Outsell Your Competition. If you're a service-based sales professional, you're going to want to make sure you listen to the entire episode because the competition's real, the market is real, and if someone's going to share the information on what to uh, separate you as the expert, you definitely want to listen into the very end of the show. So the book has been called the most fun sales book you'll ever read. And it's packed with powerful strategies as well as specific action. You can start using immediately to make more sales. Catapult to commissions family. This show's for you. Okay. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Anthony. I'm glad to have you here. I mean, I, I gotta be honest with you. When, when I had the connection for uncopyable sales, I'm like, Ooh, Right. In, in, in the world of business and what I do, I always see titles and I'm like, oh, that title speaks to me or this this person speaks to me. And I've seen a lot, a lot and a lot. You see repetitive. I've never seen someone and say, hey, man, I have uncopyable sales. I'm like, ooh, that speaks to me. What was the premise of the book? Well, you want to be different than everyone else that your you know, customers are being you know, exposed to that the other people that are trying to sell. You want to stand out, be unique, uh, and give them a reason to choose you. And, you know, the gold standard is to be not only unique, but uncopyable. Mm. Is, is your definition, when you tell me I want to be uncopyable, is it, am I uncopyable in the way my product or service is offered? Or am I uncopyable in the way I sell it? Am I uncopyable in the way I market? Help me, help me, help me bring some, some, some life to this concept. Well, it, it is, it's a package deal because, you know, our products and services aren't always uncopyable. They might not even be that different. And, you know, I, I have one of the stories in the book uh, is about a guy who changed companies and he was a distributor salesperson and took his customers with him. So a lot of times the cus- the product or service might be good enough, but the reason that someone is buying from you is what you offer as your total package. And, you know, there are a lot of things that go into that. Uh, some of the things that are, are just as simple as being really brilliant at the basics, because how many times have you had a, cus- a salesperson 
say they'd call you back or follow up and they didn't. <clears throat> it's it's surprisingly common. So so how you serve your customer is part of that. Um, also, uh, you know, if you have something unique about you, like our co- our company, our color is orange. Uh, we have a different language that we use. We call prospects instead of a target market, a moose. Mm. And we have language like uncopyable. So, so, you know, you as a salesperson really have an opportunity to build your brand mm. with each customer. You know, I, I believe from what you're sharing with me, that that impact of building your personal brand or your difference of, of you as a salesperson is really starting to separate yourself. The story you just shared with me with someone, a distributor who left, um, you know, I often hear distributors say I'm in a commodity sales program. And I always like, well, not really. Cause I, I'm, I'm a creature of habit. I, I like to think I'm a consumer. I represent consumers that are in my demographic, in my age range, in my income range. I'm a creature of habit. If I find somebody who has provided a service that I value, and has built a relationship, solved, solved the problems I've had, or for whatever reason, have done Excel in their sales job, I'll stick with that person. Like, to get to me, right, right? I guess there is that you have to be different because if you're like everyone else, you kind of get bundled in that group of, ah, you're just another salesperson. Uh, you know, I, I, right. I love what you said here about your, your target market. You call them your moose. How did that come up? Well, now my husband, I have to give him credit. He wrote the original book, Uncopyable. Uh, A lot of people buy the Uncopyable, which is marketing and Uncopyable sales as a package. Mm. So he came up with this analogy of, you know, pretending that you were imagining you're hunting. Now, if I'm not a hunter except for shoes, (laughs) but if you are a, a hunter and you want to hunt moose, you would find out, you'd want to find out where are the moose living or be, where are they hanging out so that you're not going to go to Arizona, you're going to go to Canada, right? And you want to learn their language, you know, what the moose call, you know, have a moose whistle. You want to know what the bait would be for that particular moose. And anytime you're wasting on finding bear or deer or, you know, whatever, badgers, is wasted time because you really want to connect with your moose. And, you know, I talk about the sales process as not adversarial, but a win-win proposition. Well, a lot of that depends on your strategy. And I think too many salespeople want to think everybody can use your product, everybody can use your service. But when you really hone in on who is the real, the very best target, who is your moose, you have such a better chance of matching what you offer to their problem. And that really is what sales is about, you know, helping, like you said, your pain, a problem or an aspiration, you know, the sales, your, whatever you're delivering is really about what they, you know, what they need or what they want. And, um, your moose, you know, ideally, you know, nobody says, Oh, I, somebody sold me a car last week. We all say, Oh, I bought a car last week. We want to feel like we're in the driver's seat and finding that very best target, finding your moose just makes everything fit together. And it's, it's more fun. It's more profitable. It's easier. And, you know, sales is hard. Sales is hard. There's a lot of rejection, a lot of failure that you have to overcome. So strategy is really huge. And, uh, you know, actually my daughter is in sales and we were just talking about that, finding the, you know, Who's going to really impact your sales? Not 
who can who can buy from me, but really who is going to make the most significant impact on your sales. It's really starting with the strategy and uncovering who your moose is. I love the analogy. Like it it hits with me. I, and I'm not a hunter by no by, by no means, but the reason it hits with me um, is you you literally just define like the laser focus that let's just take the sales component out of the day, right? So we say, hey, I want to time management, task management, whatever the situation may be, right? If I can just get laser focus on the task at hand, let's say my task at hand today is I want to re- reply to my inbox for the next sixty minutes. No distractions, notifications off, social media off, phone doesn't get answered. Tell everybody, do not bother me. If I get laser focus, I execute that. You just described that same thing with the concept of finding your moose. Who is the person that's going to buy your product? We're not going to worry about all the distractions that come around. And salespeople tend to fall victim to, oh, there's this great big world out there and everybody can benefit from me. So I love how you do that. Now, when, when someone's finding their moose, is, I guess, are we, are we only marketing to our moose? Are we ignoring, let's say, use the same analogy, a moose and a badger comes and says, hey, I want to buy from you. I mean, how, how do we handle that? Because there's, there's this concept, not even a concept, there's the reality of FOMO. Like people fear of missing out. So if I'm only going to focus my time chasing the moose, like, am I losing sales? Am I losing revenue? Am I doing something wrong? Can you help me with that? Well, you might be losing some revenue, but you know, when you think about opportunity cost, you know, whatever you're doing right now means that you can't do something else. So, you know, as you know, when I was the, you know, I became the salesperson of the year for an automotive company. And I did that by targeting on the very best prospects, the ones that could get me the most sales. So yes, was I missing out on the, you know, the smaller sales? Yes. But we only have so much time in a day so much energy, you know, and, and money. And, and you, you talked about marketing, you know, for me that you, you do your very best to find your moose. And a great way to do that is to look at who your best clients are now, your best customers, who's the, who gives you the most income, who is the easiest to work, work with. And, uh, you know, who's your favorite, who are your favorite customers? So when you're marketing to them, my goal is always to see, to get, do something to get them to raise their hand. You know, I know you have a lot of content. You've got this great podcast, you know, to, to provide information, but then have some type of a marketing call to action to get them to self-select and raise their hand um, is the ideal, you know, situation. Because then you've got someone, we call them the hungry moose, who are actually people that are you know, in the mindset, they, they're open to change, they're open to improvement, they're open to finding something better. Hmm. It's finding the moose, right? Going after moose, I think of like the old terminology is how you describe, like I was going for the better mooses, like the better buyers. Like the old concept, like, hey, I'm going for the whales. Like we're going for these big, big targets. But mm-hmm. when people say they're going for whales, they're just going for whales because based on volume, like, oh, this person can spend a lot of money, I'm going to go to them. You're saying, I'm going to go to a specific client, let's call it a specific client avatar, someone who's just the ideal customer, who's Mm -hmm. really similar to some of my favorite and best customers already. So if I have a customer, her name is Kay, and Kay is one of my favorite customers and spends tons of money with my my consulting firm every year, I'm like, oh, let me find my next Kay. 
Well, what does Kay do? Kay does this. Kay's business looks like this. I'm going to go target and find the next Kay. And I, I hear that. And I, I love that, that strategy with that. Now, is this strategy of focusing on finding your, your moose? Is this something that's deployable? I, I guess let's just ask you your moose. Is this a deployable strategy for all sales professionals, all service providers? Is this deployable for transactional sales, real estate sales? Like how does this, how do we deploy this concept? Well, I mean, it's hard to generalize that as far as everything. Um, But for my moose, which, you know, honestly, my moose are are women in sales. Um, I do have a lot of of men that, you know, buy the book, do my consulting, coaching, et cetera. But, But the ones I focus on attracting are women because the more defined with your message you can get, you know, the better you can speak to them and get them to raise their hands. Mm. I love it. It's going to an area that you're comfortable in, you have experience in. So you, 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 you were this person in, in the sales role. I always think about some of the, uh, the companies that are best developed or best grown companies that our personal brands are always serving who they once were. Like if I can go back and serve to this person, cause really that was my background. That's how I do that. So, all right. So I get where you're going with this. Now, in if I'm building uncopyable sales secrets, so first sales secret we've kind of revealed and talked about today is let me identify my moose and let's go after the moose. What's my next secret? Well, I would say always make sure that you uh, pose your solution or whatever you're selling as as what it means to the customer. You know, I mean, and that, you know, there are just so many examples of salespeople. And some of, sometimes we just get so excited about what we're selling that we just want to tell everyone the 5,000 reason that, that it's great. But we really need to find out from the customer what matters to them and hone in on those points. Now, one thing, here's a secret for you that, that you're, anybody listening can use Call one of your customers, call them today and say, what are the reasons you buy from me? You know, it might be, oh, because I don't have to worry about, you know, you know, I know you'll keep me apprised of all the changes or the specials or whatever else I need to know. I know that if there's a problem, you'll reach out and tell me, you know, you'll give me the bad news, just not the good news. You know, that relationship, that trust could very well be, you know, the reason that they buy from you. In the book, I have a story about uh, an IT company that said, we buy, we bought Leslie, the salesperson, because she gives white glove service. And they ended up paying more, even though, you know, I mean, paying more for a service because it's not just the product or the service. It's how well do you understand the customer and what is the total package that you're delivering? So, and if you ask your current customers why, why they buy, you might find out something that, you know, you think, you know, but maybe it's different. So that is one of my top secrets that people can use right away is to ask your own, your customers, your best customers. Why do you buy? Uh, you know, hearing that, I mean, I think in my own business right now, and I look at, look at uh, the companies that have retained me for consulting. I look at some of my biggest consulting companies in terms of revenue size, in terms of the contract that we're working on, uh, or in terms of what they pay me on a retainer. I'm like, it's a really good question. Now, in and I'm telling you this catapult commissions family as someone who's been in sales and service-based sales and, and building sales teams for nearly 20 years. That's really insightful. And 
I would encourage you, if you're a service-based sales professional, meaning you're continuously having to deliver what you sold to your customer, have that conversation. Hey, why did you choose us? And if you're in a long-term relationship, why did you continue working with us? You know, it's one of those, it's one of those things where, you know, I look at people who are in contracts and then roll month to month, whatever it is, 12 month, 12 month gym membership, then you roll month to month with your personal trainer. If you're on month 24, you just rolled over another 12 months. If I'm that personal trainer, I'm going to ask, why did you stick with me? Why are you here? Mm-hmm. So I, I love that secret of just why are people saying yes to you? Uh, I'm assuming we can reverse engineer why they're saying yes and then just duplicate that process over and over again. And, you know, one thing that's interesting is, you know, one of the things I do talk about in the book is listening. And, you know, we all love to talk. We all love someone to listen to us. So even your current customer, I've never had one that say, oh, I don't, you know, they love to share that. They love to talk about what's important to them. Um, And then that helps you, you know, deliver that message to other people. And like I said, I, it's interesting. I love to look at websites because so much of the messaging on websites is we do this. We've been around since this year. We provide, we're the biggest, we're, you know, and, and the customer might not care about any of that stuff. They want to know what are you doing for me and how is this going to help my business or my my personal life or, or whatever I, you know, my priorities. It's not about the salesperson's priorities. It's about the customer. Mm. It's it, we as salespeople, right? We're always what's in this for us and you for the salespreneurs, right? So the, there's some people in this audience right now that are service-based providers, business owners, right? You sell a service, you own the company, you're either in a founder-led sales system or you may have a small team behind you. And we always think that our, the reason people buy from us is because how great we are talking about us. And it really is never the answer. I, you know, I, I love how you, you say that, right? We, we love to talk. People love to be, people love to have somebody listen to them. And, and I, I just shared this really embarrassing story at a keynote not too long ago about the worst sales call I've ever made, which was trying to have a conversation with my wife before she was my wife for the very first time. And, uh, yeah, I definitely didn't listen. And she walked away from me and chuckled. And I was like, oh, <laughs> this is, yeah. Oh, boy. Fun fact. It worked. This didn't go well. Yeah. <laughs> I, had to, I had to come back with my tail between my legs and, and try again and again and again. And you know what? I'm thankful it worked out. But, man, Kay, there's some truth there. I mean, we just, we love, people want to be heard. And even if you don't, I, I don't know, if I don't even have the solution to my customers, I just, the fact that someone's listening to them and can be the liaison to take your information somewhere. Sometimes that's enough as well. All right. So, right. So right. I'll, yeah. And, and good for you, by the way, I have to give you a shout mm-hmm. out for putting your wife over because that is such a key. Uh, one of the keys to success in sales is seriously perseverance, you know, trying and trying again. And like I said, it's not always easy. It's hard to face rejection and hear no, or get out, or, you know, but you just have to really keep plugging. And, you know, if, if you just don't give up and just keep going, look at even you got your wife to marry you. 
So there you go. There's a there's a story for you. Yeah, there was definitely definitely some perseverance there, and there was definitely a lot of rejection. More uh, a lot of rejection. Sometimes I'm like, man, do I just don't hear no? Probably not. But it was a really um, it was definitely a uh, yeah. That's a story for another day. But learned so much in in the pursuit for that relationship. Um, well, good for you and congratulations. How long have you been married? Oh, now? I should know the answer to this, huh? <laughs> Oh my gosh, you're in trouble. Oh, uh, six and a half, seven years. Six, wow, you just, six and a half, seven years. We've been together a little under nine years. Yeah. So it's uh, it's getting to that, you know, she made this. We recently had a conversation. Someone asked us in, in public, and I said the wrong time, and she just looked at me. I was like, oh man, I, oh boy, that's going to be a tough one. So, you better get that. Yeah, you better get yeah, that. I think down. I have to have a cheat sheet on my phone because I realized <laughs> the marriage is only growing longer and I'm only getting older. And I'm like, man, if I'm messing this up now, my God, oh, when we hit 20, 25, Ooh. 30 years, I'm going to be all over the place. So, uh, well, that's so just, just remember to listen. And, you know, I mean, we all love to be listened to. Absolutely. So that goes a long way. Yeah, 100%. I agree with you, Kay. I, lo- I love where you're going with this. So if, how do I say, say, all right, so I understand some of the strategies, some of the secrets. Let's just say I want to build this uncopyable advantage. Like I want to truly differentiate myself and I want to have the best sales year possible, right? Let's just say 2023, I have big goals and I want to go and achieve these goals. What are some of the premises or what are additional premises from the book or, or teachings or frameworks from the book that I can take and implement in 2023? You know, one thing that I like to do, uh, and I've experienced it recently, is have the salesperson say to me as a customer, I want to do right by you. My priority is to get you the right product at the right price, you know, and and I'll tell you, it was we bought blinds for our whole house. And the guy was like the least salesy person that I have worked with in a long time. But by him saying, you're my priority. You know, and and whether you want to spend a lot of money, which of course is what we did, or a little bit of money, he said, "I will help you get what what, what you want." Now, of course, I think that he knew we were his moose, mm. um, and so that again is your strategy. You know, what does he know about us? You know that that will let him know that we are worth pursuing. So, really, going after the right target. But but I l- really like it when you just say, "I am here for you." And the, I have a, a story in the book that I hope people will get the book because it's awesome, <laughs> in my opinion. Um, and back when I was selling mufflers and catalytic converters, I didn't know anything about them. And so I went, I was sold through distribution for a manufacturer. I went to one of my, the muffler shops that bought through the distributor. And I said, I want you to show me how to install a muffler. And so one day we made an appointment. He told me to go get some steel toe boots so I wouldn't lose a toe. And when I got to his his shop, um, I put on all the welding gear and he showed me how to install a muffler. So that was, you know, just proved to him that I really wanted to know, you know, what he was going through, what the problems were, you know, and, and the solution. And then I also used that story to tell other people. I only installed one muffler, but guess what? Everybody knew that I was willing to do that. So, you know, having a story, um, you know, I, I talked to manufacturer reps and, and 
people that haven't even really gone into their factory to learn what, you know, how they make the product. You know, I, I encourage people to think of a story, something that you can use for your personal brand and, you know, use that to stand apart from all the other people, because there might be, you might have competition. You probably do um, selling the same product or service. So you want to be different and you want to be a bulldog. You know, you want to have that perseverance that you used to um, marry your wife, but you knew your moose. You knew that she was the one that you wanted to pursue. So the fact that you really knew that and you stuck it out, like I said, there you go. I, I love, I love the story, Kate. It's your story there of, of going and getting in the muffler shop and learning how to install a muffler. It builds your credibility as the expert. Like just, there's, there's no shortcut to it. And it, here's the thing, catapult commission tell me there's no part in, in Kay's job description that said, Hey, go learn how to install a muffler. Like it is real. If you take those extra steps to build your credibility, your customers will see that, you know, Kay, it reminds me, um, my, my last corporate career, I was in medical sales. I was selling surgical implants up and down really the country, but for the most part, up and down the state of California and Hawaii. And my first two years in the industry, I did not have a medical background. I was just a sales guy. Just, I built sales teams, corporate sales teams, small sales teams, uh, B2B, B2C. And I got an opportunity to get into medical device. Didn't know. I was, I finished sales training last in class <laughs> during field training. The field trainer was like, Hey dude, I need you to put some studying and like, like you got the job based off your talent, but you're not connecting with our customers in a clinical fashion. And I, and I took it to heart and I spent every morning, let me rephrase that. Cause I don't want to every working morning. Cause I did, I definitely took some time off on the weekends, but every working morning I would spend anywhere from 30 minutes to an hour reading and rereading clinical studies studies that were not given to me like, Oh, here, read this, to learn about our products. It was like, Oh, this is what our product mm -hmm. does. Well, what's the complication if something goes bad or the complication is, you know, acute bleeding or, or an infection. Well, what happens if someone has an infection? Well, let me go read that. And I would read, read, write notes over and over and over again, solely to build my credibility as an expert. So when people start having conversations with me in a clinical setting and an operating room, once they realize, Hey, you're not just here to sell something. You actually have something of value. Oh my goodness. Like my sales skyrocketed just overnight. And because of that credibility. So I love that story you did, whether it's muffler, whether it's medical, what's the thing you can do catapulting commissions family that's going to build your credibility. Yes. I mean that, and that's building part of your uncopyable brand, because if you have a story like that story, you know, no one else can, can copy that exact story, what you did or your experience, you know, I mean, they can have their own, you know, way of approaching it, but you know, you did that because you wanted to be of service and know what the heck you were talking about and, and, you know, be better at helping them buy. I love to say helping them buy. So good for you. Yeah, no. And, and I love the uncopyable portion of it. I guess, I guess it really never hits. You never really consider yourself uncopyable by doing those things until you leave. And I, and I know that cause I'm still friends with a lot of people in the industry. I'm still friends with old customers and they're like, Hey man, we miss you. Like, and you're like, oh, if it's kind of nice, right? You're like, oh, maybe I did do something. So I love the uncopyable advantage you talk about. And it's, it's something that really everybody can implement. And it's, 
just saying, hey, let's take the time and figure this thing out. All right, kid, we have a few minutes left. Is there any last nuggets we didn't touch on in the book? And by the way, Catapulting Commissions family, go pick up a copy of Uncopyable Sales. You'll find a link to that in the show notes. If you're watching the YouTube videos in the description below, but we'll list out the audio version. If you're driving, listening to how to get those books, we'll get all that information here in the next two minutes. Uh, Kate, any last nuggets we missed from the book? I'll say one last, uh, one last nugget for you here. Um, look at what everyone else is doing and don't do it. Mm. Uh, a great example, you know, when you're trying, I have the, a giveaway for your listeners um, that's going to be in the link too about how to get in the door. And it might not literally be getting in the door, but you've got to stand out and get it, get their attention. And that's one of the biggest complaints I hear from salespeople. We can't, you know, get, get in, you know, past everybody else. And I have a, some specific examples in there. Uh, one is to, you know, use mail, use direct mail. If you know your moose and you can, that means you can spend more time and money. Uh, one thing we do is send a greeting card. And I use a system that, you know, you can use, you can find this even on a drugstore where you get a picture and put it on the front of the greeting card. So you put their picture on the front of the card Mm. and you send them something that's totally unique. So look at what everyone else is doing and say, okay, how can I be different? I've got some great thought starters in my giveaway, but you know, if you're creative as you were, what, what was it, was anyone else studying the you know medical stuff at 30 minutes no, a day not even close no right so you know in some ways you know you know it's not you're listening to this podcast right now so you want to be an elite performer that means you're standing above everyone else so uh you know use use your the smarts that you have and and look for ways to stand out, be different. You know, okay, I'll tell you this. There, there is the benefit of, of that standing out and being different. And, and Catapults and Commissions family, if you're listening to this right now, you're like, hey, you know, I'm I'm not a salespreneur. I'm not a service-based provider. I don't have that business. But I work for a service-based provider. I work in B2B sales. I work in SaaS sales. I work in medical sales. And you're looking to say, how do I excel in my career? Well, what Kay just described to you in being uncopyable is real. Like it, it is legit a real strategy. It is a legit strategy to grow. There's over 2 million open sales positions this year right now, Catapultic Commissions family. The need for a trained, high-performing sales professional is at an all-time high. And here's the kicker. You have a high-income skill. People will pay for you, right? You heard Kate just ask. There wasn't many people who were doing that. I wasn't just trying to beat my, be the number one at the company. I was, I was trying to beat my competitor. My competitor had this distinct advantage. He was in the industry longer, had stronger relationships when we started. And I kicked his butt for so long that when I left corporate America, it was the very first phone call I got for a job offer to go with him at his new company where he had sailed to the C-suite and was offering me a really comfortable job right out the gate. We were frenemies. We are professional. We were cordial. But it was just those work that people don't see that helps the results generate later. So if you're in that space, well, you, you can do that. Yeah, work ethic too. It's I can tell you had a great work ethic. Did a lot of things right, but that helped you stand no, out I, it, for sure. And you know, I never even like just hearing what you're sharing here, Kay. Like the uncopyable advantage. I think you you hit the nail on the head. Like, how do I separate myself? And there's really it's a tactical strategy. And we outlined that, or not even we. Kay outlined that today on the show, but she dives deeper in it in the books. So, Kay, for the audience that's listening audio only. 
How do they get uncopyable sales? How do they learn more about you? How do they get the freebies, all the fun links? Okay, so uncopyable, I'm sorry. Okay, uncopyablesales.com slash book. I have a BOGO offer for the book. And you buy my book and I will send you, you just send me the screenshot of the receipt and I'll send you the original uncopyable on marketing so you can get those moose to raise their hands. Uncopyablesales.com slash catapult and you'll get five proven secrets to get in the door. On LinkedIn, I'm Miller K with just Miller with just the letter K. Uh, You can buy the book, of course, on Amazon. I have, it's just a new book, got 28 brilliant reviews. I love the thought that people have put into those reviews. So, uh, or you can email me at k at uncopyablesales.com. Catapult to Commissions family. Do me that favor right now. Go uncopyablesales.com backslash book. Pick up a copy of the book. We'll, we'll have uncopyable sales backslash catapult. You have all those links in the show notes. Click on that and do me a favor, guys. This is the time of the show we get to every week. You hear me say it every week. So I'm gonna give you the same direction again. Go like this episode, give us some feedback, comment, leave a review on iTunes or comment in the comment on whatever platform you're listening and let us know and go get connected with Kay. You'll see all her social media links uh, in the show notes as well. Kay, thank you for joining the Catapult to Commission Stock uh, show with myself. I guess there's, I was going to third party myself. Horrible way to exit a show, but we're having fun with it. Uh, all right, guys, you know what to do. Like that episode, su- subscribe, comment. Okay. We wish you nothing but abundant success, my friend. Thank you so much, Anthony. Really enjoyed it. Catapulting Commission's family. That does it for today's episode. If you found some value, please be sure to head over to iTunes and leave a five-star rating. Don't forget to subscribe. That way you're notified of new episodes. If you want to see the video portion of this podcast, head over to YouTube and look up Catapulting Commissions Podcast. Finally, if you want a free copy of Catapulting Commissions, be sure to text the word HELLO to 661-228-8967. Again, text the word HELLO to 661-228-8967. Thanks for listening to the show. I'll see you next week.